0: Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Royson You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show.
1: You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast and Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing that. This is 1123B. The Bs are always great guests, and we have a sensational one lined up for you, especially because... We're talking about poultry and the week before Thanksgiving, when this should come out. And um, he is a outstanding expert. Um, He was deputy undersecretary for food safety at the US Department of Agriculture. And which obviously provides leadership management oversight of the Food Safety and Inspection Services of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. But now he is Director for Food Policy for Consumer Reports, leading their advocacy efforts to advance a safer and healthier food system. Um, he has an emphasis in his writing about. Um, emerging technologies, food safety, modernization, and the pending regulatory policies facing the food industry. His name, Brian Ronholm, R-O-N-H-O-L-M, and he is, thank you, brought to us from Consumer Reports. There's a new policy, Brian, I understand, from the Department of Agriculture, uh, proposal to reduce salmonella in the poultry industry and uh, tell us one why that's needed is is salmonella common in the food industry?
0: Yes, that's that's absolutely right. And so what this proposal would do is attempt to address the salmonella issue that's you know pervading poultry products right now and it's creating high-risk products for consumers on store shelves. And so what FSIS is trying to do is establish this regulatory framework, essentially outlining their thought process on how they want to address salmonella products. And it has three main components that they're looking at. So the first one would require, you know, the testing of incoming chickens for salmonella before it enters the slaughter establishment. And what they're trying to do here is, you know, currently FSIS doesn't have jurisdiction on the farm. So they're not able to go to these facilities and check out how the chickens are being raised and and the conditions or anything like that. They're not able to do any testing. So they're trying to address that concern by you know requiring a certain threshold uh, be met before the chickens can enter the slaughter facility, which is when when their jurisdiction takes over. So that that's a key part of this is trying to trying to limit it right at the beginning um, before the chickens enter the slaughter facility.
1: Before we get to the second piece, you keep mentioning chickens. Does it pertain to turkeys too, or is this mainly a problem with chickens?
0: I say chickens a lot just because it's, it's consumed a lot more. There's, uh, the, the volume of consumption among consumers for poultry products is um, primarily with chickens. But yes, it, that, it would involve uh, turkey products as well.
1: Okay, so the first thing is to test them when they get come into the facility. What's the second area?
0: So the second component that they're looking at is what is going on at the, within the operations uh, of the facility to, to make sure that they're controlling salmonella. So what they want to do is making sure that there are some enhanced uh, process controls in place at, you know, critical points in the production cycle, in the slaughter cycle processing to make sure that they're controlling salmonella in the facility. Um, So what they're doing there is just, you know, scrutinizing the current regulations to make sure that this problem is being addressed and perhaps outlining some procedures, some modifications that can better address uh, the problems within each facility.
1: And and the third change...
0: So the third piece of this is establishing enforceable final product standards. And what they're doing here is, you know, evaluating poultry products, each one, like the parts that we buy at grocery stores, and evaluating the elevated risk of, uh, you know, the potential for human illness for each of these products and determining, you know, what the final product standard would be for these uh, products that we buy at the grocery store, establishing that standard. And if it makes people sick, then we make sure that it's not sold to consumers. So that's the kind of the third important component um, as part of their overall framework that they'll be looking at over the next year or so.
1: Now, let me let me go and ask, are, are turkeys and chickens, um, are the parts processed in the same type of plant or the same plant, or is it usually very different plants, one. And two is, I noticed that in the testing, it was virtually every one of the retail establishments, whether it was Trader Joe's or Wholesome Pantry or Whole Foods or Walmart, all had contaminated with salmonella poultry. Is, is that usual? Um, in other words, is it usual that um, there is a fair amount of contamination? And um, what do we do about it when we're at home? So let's take the first one. Are they, uh, are they handled in the same facility usually?
0: so they they are typically not handled at the same facility and it's because obviously we're talking about you know different birds so there'll be different kind of infrastructure requirements for both slaughter and processing for chickens and for turkeys um i mean th- there is obviously some similarities in the way that they're slaughtered and processed but for the but they are done at different facilities just because you're dealing with the different size different weight uh of each bird um so they require you know different um machines, uh, different operations within each facility.
1: Now, now and, when we get them and take them home, should, now you, you, you make some points about that as well in Consumer Reports, one of which is you keep them in a plastic bag, you don't use the same cutting board, Um, on something afterwards. You wash the cutting boards and you you wash them in a high heat environment, such as in a dishwasher, and that you get a meat thermometer and you make sure they get up to 165 degrees, I think it is. Um, Did I get some of those or or am I missing some?
0: (laughs) No, that's absolutely right. Um, You know, those are the
1: you kind of the four main food safety
0: principles that consumers should follow for you know all food products really, but particularly poultry products, chicken and turkey. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, make sure that you wash your hands before you're preparing your food, um, and making sure you're dealing with clean cutting boards. Um, you know, but you know, one thing with with chicken and turkey, you you don't wash them uh, with a sink because that has the risk of splashing kind of salmonella contamination through other Uh, food uh, products that you 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 have at the kitchen counter. Make sure that raw products and fresh products are separated. So you
1: cook them before you, in other words, you cook them rather than wash them so that it's the cooking that gets rid of it and that's why the meat thermometer i mean i have these wonderful meat thermometers i teach food safety at the cleveland clinic in fact in our courses so i have a bunch of, of uh, thermometers and we always get them to 165 degrees or higher um, is that true with turkey and chicken is it the same 165 degrees that's right. All poultry products,
0: you should consumers should cook them to 165. That offers the the best chance of minimizing risk of getting food poisoning from from poultry products
1: absolutely. Now, Brian, is there a uh, if you will consumer union site that that helps us with this?
0: Yes, absolutely. They can go to consumerreports.org, um go to the food section and we lay out um, some food safety tips for consumers to follow. And essentially what it boils down to is, you know, follow the, the four main principles, and that's clean, separate, cook, and chill. You know, you make sure that you wash your your hands and, and cutting boards, separate raw product from other food products.
1: And so the last one, chill, which is after you've cooked it, you make sure it gets into a refrigerated uh, environment within a couple hours of cooking. The other point that I think that, that um, I haven't seen done very much is that you keep them in a plastic bag, maybe double bag them in a refrigerator so there's no leakage, um, and you put them on a low shelf um, when you're thawing them if they're frozen, etc., so that there's no leakage or contamination of other things. Um, in the uh, in the refrigerator is that did 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 I read that correctly from your site?
0: That is absolutely right. Uh, that that is a very good way of, of minimizing further risk, uh, minimizing any opportunities that any salmonella in the in the poultry juices would spill on to other foods. And so, you know, you, you certainly want to use a plastic bag when you wrap it up at the grocery store in your shopping cart. Um, and then, you know, potentially use a different one if one is available when you keep it in the refrigerator to minimize that potential for it leaking to, to other food products that you have in the refrigerator. That's absolutely
1: right. Um, and the other thing is you want to throw that bag away. Intact. You don't want to empty it in the sink and then splash water over it because that can contaminate other things, just like the whole bird could contaminate other things. Um, which is a common mistake I've been making all my life. Uh, that I just <laughs> thought of uh, since I shouldn't empty the darn bag in the uh, in the sink either. Um, so <laughs> it's very good. Thank you for uh, that. Now, um, you have any any carving tips for the for people this weekend? In other words, are you a, <laughs> do you, do you do you carve your own bird this weekend?
0: I I do not. I am I am taking the easy way out by pre-ordering uh from a local establishment um and and then picking it up the the night before. And where where everything is kind of pre-cut. So uh,
1: I'm I'm kind of you know, chickening out, <laughs> if you will. I don't know if it will accept that pun, Brian. So we've been talking, and I should tell you that we are sponsored by the Reboot Your Age app. You can get it from Apple or Google Play stores. It helps you live longer, better, and does teach you a whole bunch about food and food safety, as well as. Um, what portion size and time of eating are appropriate um, for longevity? And the best way of, of getting that, of course, is the five day 750 calorie once a month following Walter Longo's studies. And by um, Life's First Naturals, the makers of both True Biotics and uh, Bovine Colostrum, neither of which have anything to do with Brian. And Brian Ronholm of Consumer Reports um, talking to us about the four principles of washing, keeping things separate, cooking well, and then chilling quickly um, that are key to preventing salmonella illnesses after or when you're going to cook a... uh, uh, I any poultry product. Thanks, Brian, very much for coming on. Caitlin, thank you for engineering. We'll be back next week as usual. This has been 1123B. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.